Greetings everyone. Uh, welcome to the Perspective Podcast hosted by Diana and Lordship. This is our fifth episode of Perspective Podcast. We come to you every Tuesday at 8 a.m. from Nairobi, Kenya. And today we are blessed to have a very great person in the midst of us. We are going to talk about climate change and religion. And uh, who else to talk about this wide and so great topic other than uh, Madame Sujata herself. And I'll just let her introduce herself before we go on. Welcome, Madam. Namaste. Namaste. My name is Sujata Kotamraju. I'm the National General Secretary of Hindu Council of Kenya. Also Chair Lady in Environment and Climate Change at Interreligious Council of Kenya. Thank you. Thank you very much, Madam Sujata, for that elaborate uh, introduction. And uh, we just want to get straight into it. So, uh, Madam Sujata, what do you do that uh, is connected to climate change? You know, first in our holy books, we always say, Ruksho Rakshati Rakshitaha. That means, you take care of the environment, the environment will take care of you. That is the basic thing our Hindus will say. Okay, you take care of the environment and the environment and will take care, care of, of you. Of wow. So, maybe if you tell us, uh, how is uh, climate change related to matters of religion? Because we are here to find a nexus between climate change and religion. So, how do we find that nexus? You know, see, Hindus, if you say any festival or any function at your home, first we'll start praying with the plants. And we decorate our house with the leaves, yeah, the matavis. We put the mango leaves, the greenery. Greenery is for the, the positive vibrations. We put that one. So from that you can understand how much we are giving importance to our plants, our trees. So pre trees and the plants and we are directly connected to the environment. Okay. So trees and plants are directly connected to the environment. Now, uh, this is a message that uh, should be going out to everyone. So do you think it is prudent that we use our religious affiliations to maybe talk about climate change in uh, maybe churches, in temples, in mosques? Is it advisable, is it acceptable to talk about climate change in such uh, scenarios? Yes, you know, uh, mostly Kenyan. Most of them, they are the religious people. They go to the temples, they go to the churches, they go to the mosque. If you go to the temple, we give the holy water. That water will put some, uh, we say tulasi that is like a basic, that is a good herb for any cough, cold, something. So we put that water, we give it to uh, the devotees, whoever comes. So the herbs the we use in the kitchen, we use all the herbs, yeah. Even if you make a tea, so people they say that's why moindi tea. Why moindi tea? We it contains a lot of herbs. We use the dry ginger or fresh ginger. Sometimes we use mint, basil, many many things. Even the elachi, cardamom, and uh, cinnamon, and clove. So all these items we we'll use in our tea. It is a daily thing, you know. More, at least. Daily once we take that type of the herbal tea. 
So that is, you know, we are using it as a medicine instead of the anti, uh, anti um, antibiotics, the people they take. If you use these things, there is no need for the antibiotics. And you don't have this problem of corona. You know, you, you develop your immune system by using all these things. Even most of our Hinduism will promote vegeta vegetarianism. You take a vegetarian, yeah? You, you eat all the, all the uh, kinds of the fruits. You will get all the vitamins, minerals and everything. Even the vegetables we take. And people sometimes they say, you know, the vegetarians, they don't have the B12 vitamin. We use the sprouts. I hope you know what is the sprouts. The sprouts we use. And we use the spinach, mushrooms. They all contain the B12. So there is no need for the non-vegetarian. In the non-vegetarian, how much you are polluting the, the environment. You use a lot of water to wash it. Yeah. And you cook it. And if that, that even chicken or uh, the goat, if they are the sick, what type of diseases they are having? Maybe after eating that, even you also get like some type of that diseases. Even they have the names also there. You all know about the diseases or diseases you will get. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, I understand that you sit in the Interreligious Council of Kenya Committee. And uh, maybe you could just tell us some of the initiatives on climate change that the council is engaged in. What are some of the activities that promote uh, climate justice that uh, the interreligious council uh, committee uh, are trying to uh, spearhead? You know, see, uh, whatever religion you have, the moral is the same. You know, it's the nature is like our God. But you know, the people they interrupt, you know, they say no, the people they said you have to eat the meat, otherwise you, you are missing something in the life, you know. But the moral, if you see the moral, all the religions, they are saying the same. Bring awareness to the people. Even I saw, once I went to the Masai Mara, the children, are, they are throwing the plastic bottles at them. It is the, you know, as a responsible parent, you should explain them why they are not supposed to throw the plastic bottle. It is a moral, you know. Because the animals they eat, then they'll get the stomach pain, they'll get the diseases. Throwing, you think you know, just you are throwing, you are enjoying that. But they, the parent, they should explain. Not the religious leaders, it is the parents the responsibility. If they throw the, the animals they eat, then they'll get the pain. So the people, they, how you get awareness to the children and the normal community. They just throw, you know, people they say will wash the clothes every day. That is also a climate pollution. You wash, you are using the chemicals with the soap and the soap water you are throwing. Yeah? So that is also the pollution. You can say at home, at least you can wash weekly ones. It is difficult, maybe uh, every alternative day, you wash the clothes. That is also a pollution. Even in the kitchen, how much pollution you are doing, how much plastic you are using, how many disposable uh, uh, plates or glasses you are using. So it is each and everyone responsible. But if the religious leaders, they say, then people normally immediately, without asking any questions, they, they trust them. So that is our religious uh, leaders' the role. 
to explain the people even in the temples we don't use the plates we use the leaves banana leaf you know we give we call it is prasad the food we offer to the god the devotees they take so instead of taking the disposable plates we use banana leaf even the almond tree leaves we use that so that is also we are uh, we are controlling this plastic wastage okay so that is some of the initiatives that are affiliated with the religious leaders uh, as we all understand we are currently heading to cop 26 so and uh, different organization and different affiliations are taking different positions going to the cop so uh, maybe in your view do you think the religious organization or affiliations also uh, have a position going to the cop that they're taking there that we want this to be included we as the religious people or we as the religious community we want this also to be implemented or to be included in the uh, negotiations that are going to be held at cop 26 in glasgow do you see the all the holy books whether it is a quran or bible or our bhagavad gita you talk about you see and how they are given the importance to them now why this now this uh, the forest fire why the sudden rains why there is so much of uh, uh, the changes you, know, you don't expect now to, it is to be it is very hot but we don't know why it is the climate is changing if you follow our holy books now why we are having all these discussions all this talking you follow our holy books it has written clearly about uh, the environment why we have to respect that our environment everything it is written in the holy books so i think religious leaders they are very important in this climate change okay so uh they are very important yes but uh... in every course that you do there must be challenges that you encounter along the road so maybe you can just tell us some of the few challenges that uh, you as sujata or the interreligious council or the uh, the religious affiliations uh, go through trying to advocate for climate justice you know see everywhere we have the challenges that's why religious leaders we have a lot of patience perseverance you know we don't say no you know today i can't do it now you know i tried my level best i can but we have the perseverance we have the patience we have the patience to communicate to the people and we are the role models you know we teach them but we, we do the same thing you know we have to follow whatever we are teaching we are preaching we should follow that then slowly slowly people they understand we cannot do it uh, from next week we can see the change no we have to do every day don't fed up of doing we have to do continuously that that it is only that religious leaders can do it uh, so you'll allow me to change gears uh, briefly we've been talking about interreligious now i want to talk to you now as sujata a woman there's this talk of uh, women leading cop women uh, taking you know the lead roles in climate negotiations and also women having access to climate finance So maybe you can tell us what's your take on uh, gender and climate change. You know see all our homes whether you are a Hindu, a Christian or Muslim the happiness and the culture the tradition it is fully depend on a woman. The woman plays the vital role in the home as a wife 
as a, a mother, as a daughter, as a granddaughter. The people, the, the children and the family members, they follow the, the woman, the, the mother. So as we do it in the kitchen, how much water, first thing, the water we waste. So we have to control the, the water, even the food, we don't throw the food. So everything in the home, whatever you do, it should be related to, to protect our environment. The woman plays the vital role in that. As a woman, the finance, uh, I really, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, but in the at home, the water, whatever you use, we put it into the garden. Um, and uh, like I said, we don't wash the clothes. We don't wash so much of water, even the shower. You just open the shower and you look for the hot water when it comes. Put one bucket and, you know, save that water. We can use that. And so women can do many things. Okay, and uh, still speaking of COP26, what is that one outcome that you as Sujata would like uh, maybe Africa or even to a larger extent Kenya to come back and say we went to COP26 and this is what we achieved as a country or as a continent? What is that one thing that you hope uh, we will come back with from uh, COP26? Even last night I was watching this NTV program. It was from uh, 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, even the PS of Environment and Climate Change, uh, that, uh, the leaders, they are talking about this uh, environment. You know, people, are, they know now we have to protect our environment. And they are saying, you know, people, they go for the tree planting. We plant, we took a picture and we say, now my responsibility is finished now. But uh, the PS said, the PS of Environment and Climate Change, I was so impressed. He said, don't say, I, you know, tree plantation. He said, tree growing. Once you plant, that is your responsibility. Like your child, yeah? Once the child is born, that is your responsibility to bring up that child. You know, like that, we have to take care of the tree, the seedlings to, you know, like a plant, then as a tree. That is our responsibility to take care of that environment. The first thing is to protect our trees. And not only planting, you have to see the growing, take care of So that's the one thing that- One thing we have to do. Let us be responsible for our environment. Let us grow the trees. Grow the trees. Wow, that is uh, something to think about. So uh, remember, this is the Perspective Podcast. Uh, we come to you live from Nairobi, Kenya, every Tuesday at 8 a.m., hosted by Diana and I, The Lordship. And today we are just having, trying to have this discussion with Madam Sujata uh, on the role of religious affiliation to climate change and also going to COP26, what we expect uh, we will come back with. So now I just want to give Madam Sujata a, a chance to give us uh, her parting shots. Uh, but uh, before that, you'll just tell us, do you think uh, the Kenyan government is doing enough to, you know, save the environment? Is it doing enough towards climate change? Because you have been in this space for long. You have been engaging uh, a government. I just saw you recently with uh, the president of Kenya, Uhuru Kenyatta, and Maggie hand in hand. Uh, so we believe that you are a person of influence. Do you think the Kenyan government now coming back home is doing enough to, you know, uh, protect our environment and also uh, to lower our emissions as a country. 
uh, considering that we recently updated our NDCs to 32%. You know, see, the leaders, you know, we see always, not the normal people, whatever they're doing, we always look up with the, with the leaders, what our leaders are doing. We follow them. So the leaders should be the role models. Whatever they, they, uh, they teach, they should follow it. So the Kenya government, now why we came up to this level? The Kenya is a very beautiful country. Before 20, uh, 30 years back, we know how the trees are there. I live near this arboretum. I know 30 years back, the roads. Now you can see the buildings are rising. How the buildings are rising? Who is giving the permission to them? Even sometimes I, I'm, I really, I wonder maybe this Karura forest and arboretum, they'll disappear one day. Yeah? Slowly, slowly, we don't know. So who is giving this permission? Not the religious leaders, not the common volunteers. Who is giving this? So they have to feel that responsibility. They should feel that you know, patriotism. This is my country. I have to protect my country. Such a beautiful country. You know, now the trees are arboretum, uh, the, the road, the riverside. While I go, every time I travel from that road, I feel so bad. How beautiful it was. Now we can see the big, big, the, the buildings. I don't know how the, the buildings are rising. How the trees are cut with, with, with permission or without permission. Who has to protect this one? Not me, if I can say, don't cut. Yeah. So we need this Wangari Matai. Not only one person. We need all the, all the women has to be like a Wangari Matai. She always said, protect your environment. Protect your environment. So, because hats off to her. She is the role model to many of women. So, this is the thing. Okay, okay. So uh, that has been an exclusive uh, interview with uh, Madam Sujata Kotamraj. I hope I got your name well, correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, who is the National General Secretary of the Hindu Council of Kenya. It has been a pleasure hosting you, Madam Sujata, and I'll just give you one or rather some few seconds to give your parting shots. Uh, it's been a pleasure hosting you and we hope uh, we can always get hold of you to talk about issues climate change and religion and religion. So I'll just give you some few seconds to say your parting shots and then we are done. It is not only my responsibility, it is not your responsibility, it is our responsibility to protect the environment. Short and sweet. Thank you, Madam Sujata. Okay. okay. You know, first time without preparing my... That is it from Perspective Podcast Season 1, Episode 5. It has been a real pleasure hosting you, Madam Sujat. Remember, you can follow us across all our social media platforms on Twitter at Perspective underscore 254 and on Instagram at Perspective underscore 254. We are also live on Facebook at Perspective Podcast and we come to you every Tuesday at 8 a.m. live from Nairobi City. Until next Tuesday, adios.